Good morning. Welcome to the, bon the uh, Sunday morning service. Bond Sunday morning service, right? <laughs> Thank you so much for being with me. I am Jesse Lee Peterson. Good morning, y'all. Good morning. Happy belated Father's Day. I wasn't here last Sunday. Happy belated Father's Day. Did everybody have a good one? Yeah. Yeah? Good. Um, I want any questions for me before I get rolling? Okay. I want to give you some stats on something. And then, uh, and then there's a, several scriptures about it, but there's one that uh, I want to give you on this issue. You know, I've been, uh, for the last 23 years, involved in politics and helping the family. And I've come to realize that politics is just a merry-go-round. I don't think we ever going to get politics right because you can't really, you, not really, you can't trust the politicians at all. You can't trust the government. And the politicians make all kind of promises before they go to Washington, D.C. You vote for me, I'll set you free. Vote for me, and I'll do this and I'll do that, right? But once they get there, something happens and they change. And then once they're there for a long time, they start to love power, and they just become another politician who wants to stay in office. And when I look around, I don't see things getting better in that world anytime soon, unless we can change the hearts and minds of the people. And right now, government is out of con control, and these days it's just getting worse, and they are all the same. And it's primarily because we, the people, are not in control of it. It's the power's in us. we got to take it back. But I realize, I realize that the most important thing, aspect of, of the work that I do is when I'm able to point people back to God and show them how to wake up so that they can become the person God intended for them to be. And then from that, they're guided into what they should or should not be doing. And because so many people are asleep today, you know, society is just literally falling apart. It's really, really bad. It's awful. It's worse than what we think. And I think that the most important thing in life is to build a strong family. When you have a strong family, you're going to have strong people. Young and old people, you know, they get stronger. But if you don't have a solid family, you're going to grow up messed up having weak people. And that's why you have the entertainers, the government, and everybody waiting to deceive. And if you notice that people who are screwed up come from bad families, weak families, even if they have both uh, father and mother in the home, they're still messed up mentally, emotionally, and physically, and all kind of stuff. And so a strong family means a strong nation. If you want a strong nation, we got to restore the family. And I'm more committed to that today than any other time because I see everybody I talk to with issues, when you really look into their background, they have messed up parents. And that's why society is weak. It doesn't matter the color or anything like that. And so we got to, we have to rebuild families. And though I'm going to live forever, for the next, the next 23 years, I'm more committed to that than anything else, rebuilding strong families. I realize, too, that if you don't do that, it's hard for people to come back to their natural state of being. And a lot of people struggle with that. They struggle with trying to come back to that natural state of being, whereas if they had good parents, it wouldn't be such a struggle. You'd be able to just see that you're wrong, repent, and be right on course. But if you don't get that, I just don't, I don't see it coming back. I want to give you a few stats uh, on what it is not to have a father, not to be close to your natural-born dad or father. 71% uh, of all high school dropouts come from fatherless homes, and that is from the National Principal Association report. 71% of all high school dropouts come from fatherless homes. 71% of pregnant teenagers lack a father. 
And that's from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services press release. 80 percent of rapists with anger problems come from fatherless homes. That's from the justice and behavior. 80 percent of rapists with anger and problems come from fatherless homes. 85 percent of children who show behavior disorders comes from fatherless homes. That's from the Center for Disease Control. 85% of kids. Um, 90% of all homeless and runaway children are from fatherless homes. No, I'm sorry, I skipped one. 85% of youth in prison come from fatherless homes. That's from the Texas Department of Correction, 85%. 90% of all homeless and runaway children are from fatherless homes. That's from the Bureau of Census. And last but not least, 90% of adolescents repeat arsonists live with their mothers. That's from the Psychological Today, Psychology Today. 90% of adolescent repeat Arsonist. That's, that means the folks who burn down your house, right? right? Or go to the woods and set a fire. They uh, live with only their mothers. Isn't that like amazing? To me it is. And yet there is not a serious outcry with the primary focus on return, on the focus on the men getting them to overcome whatever it is that's keeping them away from their children so that they can be there. Knowing these stats, you would think there would be rallies in the streets all across the country making dealing with the fathers in the right way the most important thing. But we don't hear it. And if you try to deal with it, then you have a problem. They call you, man. you know, you hate women, you hate this, you hate that. If you put that focus, and knowing these stats, isn't that amazing? Even with the rapists, anger problems come from fatherless homes. Uh, before I get to this scripture, for me, it was just mind-blowing to see those stats broken down like that. Uh, when you guys and ladies hear them, hear these stats, does anything click for you? Because it could just be me. Maybe I'm tripping. You know what I'm saying? And so when you hear those stats, what right right there, Rob. Um, <clears throat> for me, uh, it might be a little different because I'm not surprised because even when I was, um, I'm not from the area. I, I grew up on the East Coast. And uh, growing up, seeing the things that I grew up when I was like in uh, sixth, seventh, and eighth grade, I, I already saw all that stuff coming. And it may not have been um, pervasive, but it was highly concentrated where I was. Yeah. Yeah. So you're not surprised by this? Not at all. Yeah. Um, Wayne, will you, does this, will you hear this, Wayne? What comes to your mind about these stats, if anything does? Uh, not really. I mean, that's kind of what I expect. And so why, why is it like this, though? I mean, okay, we know it's because of the fathers, but what's going on that would cause these kids to become this way? Uh, I think it's just probably, uh, they're probably lacking uh, guidance, discipline, um, and probably love. Probably love? Mm-hmm. So the mothers are not guiding, disciplined, or showing love to their children? Um, I don't know if that's in all cases, but some, I would say. You know, um, I don't know. It's kind of difficult, Jesse. I'm not, I'm not sure. You're not sure? No. Isn't it like food for thought, though? Okay, the fathers are not there. We know this. But what is happening with these children being raised by mothers to bring this on? Will you hear this? What do you think? Will you hear these stats? Uh, I, I do think it has to do with our whole nation turning away from God, but it's, it's 
having a father and a mother is really important and i i do see a lot of this comes through the mother it's not deliberate but that's what happens when she there's no father but it's really not good when there's a father in the home who's sticking around who's a bully and that forces the kids over yeah, to the mother's side thing. and she goes see look what he's doing now you know what she i'm saying what? see look what your father's doing now you know mm-hmm. what i mean so it it it's good to have a father in the home, and it's good to even have both parents, but if they're not going to do the right thing. So I think, you know, maybe turning to the faith and, and the Bible. So, but what is it that these mothers are doing to bring this kind of stuff? I mean, that causes these children to do this kind of stuff. You got a rapist. Rapists with anger problems come from fatherless homes. Well, 80% of them. I, mothers, I mean, see, now I'm going to be called a sexist or something, but <laughs> women can be, more so than men, um, verbally abusive. And they can be very cruel. And uh, they can uh, browbeat their kids, and that makes them angry. And they, yeah. they harbor this anger all their lives, and it comes out in different ways. And, you know, a lot of people can handle it. You know, and they they don't act out. But I think a lot of the problems comes from not having a father in the home and not having a father to go, hey, lay off. Yeah. You know, knock it off. So we need to have a a serious national and open debate about this. We need to shine some light on this. This is devastating to hear this. And and. Whenever the dialogue is there, it's always about, well, the father's not there, right? Okay, so the father's not there, yes, and the father needs to be there, yes. But what is happening as a result of the father's not being there that causes these people to grow up and act this way? Um, I was pretty much raised by my grandmother and not a lot. But my, my granddad was around, but, you know. And I, there was... My grandmother raised me, didn't cause me to go out and burn down somebody's house or, or, or go to prison or rape somebody or what all this stuff is doing. It, I mean, it, it never occurred to me to be that way. So there was even a change in the way that the women were raising their kids at, at some point in life. Because my grandmother didn't have all this that she made us that mad you know, gave us that kind of anger that we wanted to go out and destroy people's properties. Or, and she made it clear that if, if we went to jail, you know what, go to jail, you're going to stay there until you work your time off. I'm not coming to see you. I'm not accepting phone calls, no collect calls, or any. I'm not spending, even though we didn't have a phone for a long time, uh, I'm not spending any money on you. And her word kept me out of prison. You know what I'm saying? Her words... That is not happening in this cases. Yes. I see a lot of times women, mothers doing stuff to their kids under the guise of law and order. I see it um, because you know they're 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 telling them get in line, listen. Uh, it's not really law and order. It's like listen to me absolutely. You know, do what I say. Don't talk back. Don't do this, don't do that. So trying to keep the kid like under this really tight leash that's totally unnatural for the kid to operate under. Yeah. But I think that's the way a lot of it's happening is the way they're doing it and letting it go by in their own minds and in the minds of maybe other people that see them is they're trying to get order, you know, trying to get the kid to shut up, trying to get them not to do things. But they're constantly all over them doing that with a weird kind of energy and anger, and it just causes major issues. Um. That's true. That's part of what's going on as well. You're absolutely right. But why don't you think, let me go here, uh, Robert. How come we can't get a national debate going on about these kind of, the impact on these children that are coming from these homes without fathers and, and focus on what women and men are doing, men and women are doing? It's just a one-sided debate, and it's not helping. These things are getting worse. When I started out 23 years, it wasn't 71%. It wasn't uh, teenage pregnancy, 71%. And this is not just the black community. This is overall. This is nationally. Why can't we get an open debate about this so that we can help all people, those that want it? 
society is becoming more godless. So you have a lot of intellectuals, and they're running things. But they don't have a problem discussing the weakness of the fathers, though, and they're godless. But they don't want to talk about the women. Why not, though? Because that means they'd have to expose themselves <laughs> as angry or whatever they are. But isn't there enough of us out there that we can get this going? Because there are some women who would hear this and would look at themselves and overcome. But somebody is preventing it from happening, period. And every time you try to get it to go, to happen, they shut you down to make sure it doesn't happen. But if you get out there about the fathers, then it's everywhere. Yeah, amen. Every opportunity out there opens up for you. I think women aren't, aren't necessarily looking at themselves and being honest about what's going on. And they've been compensating for their anger. And so they're putting it on their kids. And so they don't want to hear that discussion about themselves. And neither does the system, you think? The system they are the want, system. They are the system? What yes. Do, what do you mean by that? Every one of us is the system. If we don't speak up, then that's why it stays quiet. Yeah. This, this is like mind-blowing to me. And because I deal with people all the time, when I write a book, I'm not going to be using my name. I'm putting in fake names. <laughs> <laughs> but when I write this book, I'm trying to get done. It, it's going to just break your heart, really. When you hear real-life stories, it's going to make you boo-hoo because it is devastating. It really is. And it's because we don't have strong families. And the more we cover this up without shining the light on it, it's just going to get worse. It's not going to get better. And I think at some point, we all, if we know what's right, and we love what's right. We understand exactly what's going on. We got to take the risk of losing all to get this out there. Because if you don't, you don't have anything anyway. I don't want to take the emphasis off what you're trying to say, but I was thinking that it was, it's an imbalance in the family period. If one, one of the you know, parents is not there, it's just an imbalance, yes. which causes a problem. That's right. Because I thought about, like, what if... You know, statistically, the men will leave the family. But what if the woman left the family? You still have men that are out of control, men that have a evil spirit or negative female spirit or whatever. You still would have imbalance, I believe. I mean, maybe it might be a little bit better, but you still have imbalance, and that's right, the bottom cause, line. Because God created man and woman, and he married them because we needed both. Right. Uh, both. And they, they, but they need to play their roles. The and, but my, my issue, yeah, they need to be righteous fathers. Mm. Both my, of them my issue is, what did these mothers do to these children that 90% of all homeless and runaway children are from fatherless homes? Not, what happened? What happened to them that made that many children run away from home? What did the mothers do to them? You know, she had to do something. The father's not around, so he didn't do it. What did she do? And that's what we got to discuss. Because if we don't get that dialogue going, a lot of mothers, as you were saying, are not going to really look at themselves and say, yeah, I did do that. And you know what? I didn't realize how wrong I was. You know, they're not going to see that because we won't say what it is that they are doing for fear of somebody not liking us. Or let me tell you about people. The one thing that I know for sure, and without a doubt, and I've seen this in the last 23 years, and it's happened with people that are close to me, far away from me, near me, whatever. One thing that I urge you to never, ever, ever, ever do is put your faith in people. You need to ask God to use a revelation to see if that's going on, period. Because one thing about human nature, which is not of God's nature, it will turn on you. The moment you say something they don't like, the moment you do something they don't like or don't agree with, it turns just like that. I don't care who it is. You better not put your faith in anything physical, person, place, or thing. They will turn on you. That's why God said, only have faith in God. Only have faith in him because that's the only thing that's going to last. Nothing else is going to last. Your daddy will turn on you. Your mama will turn on you. Your brother, your sister, 
your friend, your cousin, <laughs> your white friend, your black friend, your female friend, your male friend. The sister in the alley, they would turn on you. The sister in the alley came from a song. Y'all heard it before? <laughs> they will turn on you. I've seen it. And you think, wow, we are so tight. There's no way that this person ever turn. Mm-mm. You better put your faith in God. Otherwise, you would never be able to be absolutely honest with love. You would never be able to feel free if your faith is in anything but God. And one of the reasons that a whole lot of folks are not talking about what these people are doing to these children, for fear of losing something. Losing a friend, losing money, losing prestige, losing a job, losing something. And as long as this is not dealt with, no government, no money, no programs, no nothing is going to change this situation. And if you've sold out the truth for prestige, for friendship, to appear on this show or that show, then may God have mercy on you. Have you seen that? People will turn. They will turn. They'll like you as long as you go along with them, get along, or have the same opinion. The moment you just say one little iota of disagreement, it changes the relationship just like that. And sometimes, if you have fear, you know that before you do it. You, you already know, if I say this, then I know it. <laughs> have you seen that? <laughs> See, we already know this. And that's why a lot of people don't say anything because they know. If I tell them the truth, if I disagree with this particular incident, it's going to change everything. But you got to make up your mind which one you're willing to give up. That phony friend or God. That money that's here today and gone tomorrow or God. Faith in God. You got to make your mind on which one you want. And you don't, see, you don't need a, a major platform to get the truth out there. Your life is the platform. Your environment is the platform. You're the platform. So don't let Satan say, well, if I had a radio show, or if I had an organization, <laughs> if I had a church, if I was on TV, if I did this, then I can get the truth out. You can get the truth out right with you, right where you are. Your life is a platform. You run into people all the time. And just think of the number of times you ran into people or you have family members or friendships that you will not tell the truth to because you know what's going to happen. And when you back away because you know what's going to happen, then that person is your God. You don't know God, so stop lying. You might well say, you know what? I can't tell this person the truth because this is my God. I'm not going to speak up about really what these children are dealing with with these women because that's my God. I don't want the people to get mad at me. I don't want them to call me a a woman hater or whatever kind of hater. It's bad, folks. It's bad. It's awful because Satan won't let the light shine on what is happening in these homes what these mothers are doing to these children that make them act that way. Kids do not pop out of mama's womb and decide, I'm going to go out and burn out somebody's house. Something happens to bring them to that. And it's happening through these mothers. And they may not even understand what's driving them because no one has told them the truth that would allow them to see why they did that kind of stuff. I'm just saying. Anybody disagree with me? Oh, okay. Let me go on this side, then I'll come back over here. Did I see your hand again? Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, I think you made an earlier point about why and what's going on. It's, uh, you know, I was having a discussion with a friend of mine just the other day, and I was telling him about my dad and my granddad, and uh, I was also, we were discussing that. I remember when I was like maybe 14 or so, uh, looking at my grad and my dad and my peers and, and everything around me, that each preceding generation is becoming more and more immature. And I didn't understand why it wasn't on television, it wasn't said. Like, in my father's generation, 
um, when I was a child, he seemed to uh, have a lot more responsibility on his hands as a man. And the same thing with my grandfather. Yeah. And then you fast forward to today, and you look at the average 21-year-old uh, compared to what my dad had to, to deal with. It's like they have zero responsibility and, and also like almost zero accountability. Yeah. So a lot of that has a lot to do with what's going on. So these mothers are not teaching their children to be accountable. Well, they're not teaching them to be accountable because they don't believe in discipline. Uh, I've dated um, a few women who had kids, and i also seen uh, peers who came from fatherless homes. And generally, um, men and women view children and discipline totally different. Yeah. And when you have a situation where there's just a the mom there, there's a certain element that's going to be missing. And that kid grows up with that, thinking that is how life is. That they can, like, with your mom, you could, like, you could be on punishment and just, come on, mom, come on, let me off, let me yeah. off. And eventually she'll fold. And then with, with fathers, generally, fathers, when they say something, it's like, that's it, Yeah. generally. So there's a lot of households where... Um, uh, a lot of kids and, are growing and even up. And the mother uh, would jump in there and say, oh, you're being too harsh. Yeah, that's true. Let him play that's true with too. the toy for an hour. Yeah, I had a, <laughs> an ex-girlfriend who had a son, and um, one of the reasons we broke up was because of, of that issue, because she was creating a monster and didn't want to see it. And when I tried to explain to her what was going on, it was, like a, it was an almost impossible situation to deal with almost impossible yeah couldn't get the message across so that kind of fizzled out but you know she, she and him she's still stuck with the consequences of how yeah what she what she produced and how it uh came about and the interesting thing about that if this woman based on what you just told me if somebody went along and said to her you know the reason you did this is because you know, you're angry too you you know, this anger that you have, you drive passion on to your kids, and that's what's changing them. Maybe she would change if she's able to hear the truth about what's going on. Uh, so we need possibly. a lot of that truth going out there by way of radio, TV, and writing, and one-on-one uh, -on -one contact. We need to say what it is so that some of them will see what they're doing, because in all honesty, most of them do not know what they're doing. I'm going to tell you... From experience, <laughs> sometimes when you try to tell a woman the truth, they hang the phone up on you or something like oh, that. Oh, yeah. Man. They will. So it's like, it's, you can't, it's like you can say it and just let it be, but a, a lot of times it's just not received. They don't. It, see, it's not up to us to make anybody receive anything. It's up to us to be that example and just put it out there, and God will do the rest. If it's meant for that person to get it, once they hear it, they will. Yeah. Uh, but if it's not, they won't. And it's not our responsibility. I'm done with it. Once I put it out there, that's all I can do. I can't will them to see right. it. I can, and I'm not going to hold it against them if they don't accept it. But we've if got they hang up, you know what I would do? And I'm just learning this more and more, getting better with this. If they hang up on me, you know what I would do? Let me ask first, what did you do when they hung up on you? I didn't do anything, man. Just, just gave it a finger? Move on to the next thing or whatever. <laughs> What I recommend, when they hang up on you, pray for them. Really, pray for them. If you want to be happy in your life too, pray for your enemy. Pray for the people that reject the truth. Pray for the folks who badmouth you. Pray for those who try to destroy you. Have you ever prayed for your enemy? I have before. Yeah. Wayne, you prayed for your enemy before? No. You've never prayed for your enemy? Why not? Just it's not a test. We're having real fellowship right now. I like it. Why haven't you prayed for your enemy? Good question. And God say, pray for those who go against you. Huh? Oh, just yeah, just hold it right in your front of you there, one. You said a good question. Yeah, it's a good question. Uh, never really thought about it, to be honest with you. Yeah. Even though the scriptures say do it, most people don't pray for their enemies. Because they're like, I ain't going to pray for somebody that, 
And you know, how do you pray for somebody who's trying to hurt you? Oh, Lord, please help my enemy. They're trying to hurt me. But pray for your enemy. Okay. Pray for those of whom you tell the truth to and they hang up on you because they know not what they're doing. But also I wanted to add that uh, that's like with people of my generation, with the younger generation. I got a sister. She tells me all the different things she's into and stuff. Uh, I kind of feel sorry for them because uh, they're not open to anything. Yeah, and right. They're they getting not open worse. To anything. They don't want to hear anything yeah. that has to do with any reason. They just want things the way they want them, and uh, that's all they want to accept. But eventually, I think life itself is going to teach them in a very harsh way. Um, the reality yeah. that previous generations accepted wholeheartedly. And see, that's why, and, and you're right, but see, like you have that kind of understanding of what's going on. You can see things that they can't see. So God gave you that ability to see it so that you can shed some light on it and leave it alone. If they reject it, that's on them. But the light is in the earth through us, and we have a responsibility to put it out there. But if they don't want it, just walk away with a smile, pray for them. Don't hold it against them, and don't let the devil tell you, well, they're never going to get it. You know, I hear that a lot from folks. I ain't tell them nothing because they ain't going to get it no how. You ever thought? (laughs) 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 They ain't never going to get it. Well, why didn't you invite them to the meeting? (sighs) If they come to your meeting, they're going to get mad. Oh, they ain't going to get it no how, so I didn't invite them. How can you make that judgment about somebody else's soul? Mm. You don't know where they are. You don't know their relationship with God. You don't know. It may be one thing they hear that would change their whole life. But Satan has convinced you in your pride. I ain't going to tell them. Look how mean they are or or whatever. Or if I brought them to your meeting, then they're going to hate me for what you say. Or you may be, you know, referring to me, you may be too hard on them. Or, or if they come to your meeting, you go to question them in a meeting, and then I'm going to feel uncomfortable. It's all set up from Satan to keep from helping these people who can't see. Isn't that amazing? Absolutely. And I'm putting this out there because I want you to check yourself to see how Satan is holding you back from putting the truth out there. You know the truth, and yet he deceived you. Isn't that amazing? Yes, yes, that is amazing. Uh, let me take here, and then I think I saw your hand, and back over there. Then we're going to run over here. Okay, this is not what I want to ask you, but what he said is true about us mothers were weaker than the fathers, because I know with me it's like you say, no, you can't have something if you do this or something like that, and they do it, and you go, you really want them to have it? So you say, mm, we have another chance and stuff. So they don't respect you like the dad. Dad could say it once, and that's that's it. They don't ask anymore. Yeah. But as mom, they keep going because they know we're weaker. And so I'm, I got stronger with that. But I still fall sometimes, but I'm getting stronger. But, we, so is there like something in you that you just don't want to see the child suffer? I want them to have something, you know, like, you know, yeah, <laughs> be happy. <laughs> yeah, to be happy. Yeah. Um, and kids know that about the Yeah, and then too. I realized that he knows that, and he likes it when I know is no. When I do stick to it, he likes that better. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, he does. Even though he can't get what he wants, but he'd come back and say, yeah, you were right, Mom, I shouldn't have had that, or something like that. Excellent. But, and kids know how weak the mother are. So if Dad say, no, you can't have it, they'll sneak around and go and ask the mother. Mom, can I have this? Dad said, no, but can I have it? Oh, Mom, come on. Yeah, go and get a little piece of it. <laughs> and the dad don't even know the mother's doing that. And then it's pitiful. It's crazy. And then the kid grow up messed up. Who is the mother going to blame? Your father should have done this. Well, he tried, but he didn't know you were doing this. <laughs> you know, he tried, but he didn't know as soon as he left the house, you gave it to him. Isn't that something? Lord help us, huh? See, he got his foot on our neck like the white man got his foot on the black man's neck. (laughs) It's a mess, folks. And it's all because of blindness and fear. The worst thing you can have in life is fear. Fear is holding the blessings back in your life. 
Remember I said that opportunities are always there? There's never a moment without an opportunity. God is always providing 24 hours a day, seven days a week, or however many days he sees them, right? Sees them. But because of your fear, you can't see the opportunities. Another thing. I'm telling you, if you want to see your opportunity, let the fear go. Have no fear. And you will never go without. Go ahead. Okay. Yeah, I've never done that. Like if his dad said he can't have something or he can't do anything, I never went against his word. But another thing I thought like what messes kids up, like with single moms, just living with their moms, it's like their moms are always looking for a man. And so they're living with their boyfriends yeah. and the kids see all this. Yes. And I remember a long time ago on like um, Sally Jesse or something show. Yeah. What? Her, Jesse yeah. Oh. Sally Jesse Raphael's show. They had this girl and her mom on there and the girl was real angry and she would run away from home or just throwing things or she was just real angry. And they had the, the couple on there and then the girl was talking about how angry she was and the mom was, and then the mom started talking and you find out she's like, you know, have, living with men, have men coming in and out. And um, so I'm thinking, oh, that's why the girl is angry. Yes. And then the, um, you can see the audience was like all on the mom's side and then, and getting on the girl. And then, and then the, this, uh, this lady in the audience stood up and said, can I give you a hug? And I was thinking, like, finally somebody's going to, you know, yeah. be on the girl's side. And she went up and gave the mother a hug. Oh. And I'm like, you bad girl. <laughs> it was like, <laughs> and the girl was crying. She was sorry. She, she, she started breaking down crying. Yeah. She was sorry for everything. And, but nobody was on her side. Yeah, I see it all the time. Yeah. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. Uh, and if one person in that audience had spoke up and said, look, uh, mother, why don't you admit the girl telling you what, what happened? She, you did this too. Just admit to it. The girl is admitting where she's wrong. It would have changed everything. But the woman and that one person in the audience would have been attacked by everybody else in the audience. And I guarantee you somebody was sitting there thinking, this mother is the problem, but were afraid to speak up because they didn't know how to handle the backlash from the audience. Because they said, don't blame the mother. And the kids like mad at the mother. I've seen these shows where the kids are mad and and saying, well, my mother did this to me. And they they raise their hand and the host called on them. Yes. How can you say that about your mother? Don't say that about your mother. And the kids like, well, I'm just telling you what she did. I'm not being disrespectful. I'm telling you what. But that's your mother. And you should never tell that. But if it was the father up there being attacked, it would be a different story. They would like be all over that father. You bad man. How can you do that? Don't you see what's wrong here? When men were raising children, you didn't have all this crap going on. You didn't have 71% of high school kids dropping out of school. You didn't have 71% of pregnant teenagers running around or 80% of rapists going out, folks going out angry and raping. When men were involved, you didn't have this. It looked like we ought to be thinking about that. So, yes, we've talked about men, and then they're teaching men now, have all the babies you want, but as long as you give money and be there. And, and the man like, yeah, I'm going to be a real man. I'm going to be there. I'm going to take care of my child. Like, that's going to help. That's not what a child needs. A child needs the presence of a father and a mother, the love of a father and a mother, the example of a father and a mother, not a paycheck. These guys be having 10 children by 10 different women. They ain't going to take care of those kids. Uh, the child needs the spiritual light of the father. The mother does too. And the man needs it from Christ. He needs it from Christ. We got to be saying this. It's like getting worse. When we started out 23 years ago, we thought, we got to rush. Things are really bad. The world is coming to an end. Remember that? Everybody packed up and bought SS food and moved up to Oregon. <laughs> and 23 years ago, by things were worse, and the world's still standing. But we are losing it. Um, let me take here. He's been waiting a while. Thank you. Um, you know, I um I realize that uh, um, these 
shoot, I lost my train of thought. I I realize it. Well, don't make up anything. You know when you say, you know when you say about, um, oh, just put it out there, and if they accept it, fine. If they don't, fine. I'm not too fine with that. Why not? Because then their kids grow up to be monsters who will attack me. <laughs> you know, it's not a, it's not a, okay, you're on the other side of the world, and I, I give you some advice, or I tell you the right way to go, and then you reject it, and then we're all okay. Then their, their sin eventually comes around to, to, to bite you. What other choice do you have other than to be okay with that? Okay, well, I've got some solutions. You know, whenever you have <laughs> children out of wedlock. How do you think you're going to really come up with some? Yes, thank you. <laughs> when, when they have children out of wedlock, they get shipped out of the country. You know, we used to have we used to have um, laws that said we used to have laws that say um, adultery is against the law. I mean, the legal law. The law. Well, they didn't ship them out of the country. Well, you know, they didn't even have a penalty to it, and that's the problem. There was no penalty to it. Uh. And in the days of Moses, there was a penalty for that. Well, let me ask you this. Have you got you... shipped out of Moses' country if you did that. Two questions, quick questions. I'm looking at the clock here. Have you ever tried to make someone accept the truth? No, I'm not talking about making them accept the truth. If they don't, they're gone. Goodbye. But I said that if they don't accept it, be okay with it because there's nothing you can do, right? And you said you're not satisfied with that answer. Yeah, because they wind up destroying the society and voting. Have you ever tried to make kids. someone accept the truth? I have. It didn't work. And what would happen when you tried to make them accept it? Well, it's coming from the wrong spirit anyway. What would happen? And they reject it, of they, course. They reject you. They see you coming. They want to run. Right. They don't want you over for dinner. Right. And if they have you over, they talk and whisper about, well, here go Uncle so-and-so. Are you going to be doing this or doing that? Right. right. But then they have kids who grow up to, to be monsters that right. affect you. And then they vote for politicians who are monsters that affect you. Does God it's either force we, people to accept him? It's either, yes, he does. How he forces you? Well, oh, I didn't really understand that part. But um, no, he'll give you the ability does to. Does God force anyone to accept him or accept truth? He doesn't. But you notice how he keeps himself separate from you when you're. You know, does God, that, that's God, my point. That's not true. He doesn't separate himself from you. Yes, he does. No. There's a heaven, there's a hell. Right, but he's not separating himself from, himself from you. You're separated from him by accepting his lie rather than the truth. But he still is there trying to wake you up to that truth. But there is a separation. Well, there's a separation. Right. That, yeah, that was my point. Right, but I he wish doesn't there was a force separation. you to, though. Pardon me? He doesn't force you to. True, but I just wish we wouldn't have to force them, but they could be separated. You well, know? you can't wish this to happen. Yeah. <laughs> we could vote it, maybe? <laughs> All right, let's move on. Well, thank you for that. Sure. I, I, it was so wise. <laughs> yes? We're, uh, we're talking about people that don't want to hear anything, period, and we can't even get a discussion going about something. If we can just get a discussion opened up, on some of these things, yeah. just to get it going. For instance, uh, there's a tennis player, uh, Serena Williams, and uh, she mentioned the other day about uh, a 16-year-old girl that got raped, I believe, was going to date rape or something. And one of the things Serena Williams said is that maybe that girl was put herself in the wrong position to yeah. start with. And they just went after this. And before she said this, they loved her. And after she made this one statement, just a simple commonsensical statement, all these people went after her. All these yeah. other, t this other uh, famous tennis player went after her. They just want to shut it down to where you can't even say, oh, you're blaming the girl. for No, you're blaming her for the, her part in it, which was maybe getting in the wrong place at the wrong time. That's right. And that could help the girl or help somebody else, some other girl that could possibly put themselves in that kind of position. Be careful where you are. You know, be careful who you hang out with. Don't put yourself in a certain position. I mean, when I was growing up, it was told to women, you know, and somebody went out, some old girl went out and got whatever, right? And my grandmother would say, well, she has set her fast butt, she would use another word. If she set her fast butt down, that wouldn't have happened. Or if she hadn't been out there late at night partying like that, that wouldn't happen. And see, because they understood 
that evil is working through people just as good as working through people. And so you're going to have evil people out there who are waiting to take advantage of you. So it's our responsibility to warn people, be careful how you do this. Be careful. It's not like a, a put down. It works for both. Girls got to watch themselves. You know, when they're out there on their own, they got to have sense enough to know their environment, know the guys to hang out with and who not to hang out with. But if you can't say it, where's their protection? When fathers were in the home, fathers would say that, and the girls would naturally protect themselves. It really says that the, they want, these kind of women want no restrictions whatsoever on their own behavior, yeah. but put it all on the, on the man, what he did. And unless we learn to take responsibility for ourselves, I don't care if you're a man or a woman, it's not going to get better. You can't do a one-sided deal and think that life is going to work for you. We got, I'm responsible for me. And once my kids become adult, they, adults, they are responsible for themselves. I can't be with them everywhere they go. And there are bad people out there. There's good and there's evil. And evil wants to destroy like good wants to save, build up. It's just a reality. When fathers were in the home, this was prevalent. This type of teaching was there too. When the fathers left, this teaching left. Uh, the young lady in the back. Oh, that, that's okay. I passed. You passed? Yeah. Okay. Let me do this because they've been waiting for a while on this side. Yes, and then I'll come back to you, Wayne. Thank you, Jesse. Okay, we, uh, I should start, uh, start by sitting, reminding you of what, what Benjamin Franklin said. A person who gives up a little bit of freedom for a little bit of security deserves neither freedom nor security. Yes, sir. The, uh, the God st- bless Benjamin Franklin. Yes. The statistics you read, are, in the, to me, are the symptoms of a culture that refused to... Uh, that refuse to take responsibility for their nature because that's what, to me, freedom is. The uh, the ability to take responsibility. And as a result, we we became a culture that says, if we we have a problem, we say, let George do it. And that, um, and that is, and George is anything but ourselves. We got to... um the system is like this because the family is broken. If you want a weak society, create a weak family. But if you want a strong society, create a strong family, which come from father and mother, passing it on to their children. And once they go out into the world, they won't be deceived by all these things. They would know, well, the man is wrong and the woman can be wrong. Both are wrong. Both can be wrong. Let's get the whole truth out there because that's the example that the parents set. And that's what is in their heart, so they won't be so easily deceived. But it's not happening. We got to rebuild that order of God. Let me go to Wayne there. Uh, God in Christ, Christ in man, man over woman, women over children. That's how it works. Nothing else is going. Look at all these crazy stats. It's not working this other way. I could see it if it was working. It's not working. Yes. No, uh, I was just reacting. Uh, I want to give a response to what Patrick was talking about, uh, about Serena. Yeah. I read the same article, and what happened was the girl had become very intoxicated. She drank a lot. And all Serena was saying, well, you know, the girl put herself in that position because she shouldn't have been out drinking yep. to the point to where she couldn't remember what happened to her. Yes. You know, and, and that's sound advice. Said, and then everybody jumped all over her for, for that, you know, and then she came back and apologized. I don't think she should have. She did apologize? Yeah, she apologized. That's unfortunate. How do you apologize for the truth? And that was sound advice coming out of love, something that her, this girl, whomever the other girl was, her parents should have already told her that because they loved her. They should say, look, daughter, don't ever go out getting drunk to a point that you don't even remember anything. Evil is happening out there. There are guys who are waiting to take advantage of you. The parents should have told her that. And if anything, they should have given Serena, that's her name, an award for speaking the truth. But now they're going to go after her career. They're going to say she's against women. How can you blame the woman? It's not the woman's fault. That shows a lack of love for women. If you're not going to correct them on anything, and they're coming from families that have not corrected them, where's the love for the women? Watch out for yourself, daughter. Be careful, daughter. You know what I'm saying? 
But I, I, we got to get, we got to change. We got to be a little stronger and wiser and, and not be afraid, folks. If someone want to ban you, fine. And they don't want you around, fine. I don't want to be around them anyway. Why would you want to be around someone that don't want you there? You can't be yourself. And here you are, have the light of God shining in you, and you're afraid to lose a person. To hell with that person. I don't care who it is. When God freed me up, he freed me from that. And I used to be the same way. I don't want to lose my friends. I'm not going to quite tell the truth. I'll go almost there. And then if I go there, I'm going to tiptoe. And uh, be nice about it. Oh, forgive me for what I'm about to say. But don't be mad. I just want to say this to you. And then soon you tell them they still get mad. Or they don't have respect for you. Yes, sir. I was just going to say that um, in looking at my younger sister and her being a generation below me, um, yeah, speak directly into the mic a little bit. It's, uh, it's, it's been, um, we've gotten to the point where um, women don't have to be accountable for anything, for anything that they say, do, or anything. They just have this, they've been socialized to, be, to believe that they have the right to do anything they want and face zero consequences. And I see that in my own, my own family. My sister just, just turned 22. And it's like it's like um, it's like pulling teeth to try to get her to understand just basic concepts. Yeah, and that shows a lack of love for the ladies. That is a lack of love. It really is. They don't love you, ladies. When they don't want you to get better by admitting you're wrong, by seeing your own wrong, they don't love you. I don't care who's telling you this. They don't love you. Uh, yes, ma'am going to say there there are powers that be and you could call them evil and they are throughout our governing bodies and they're doing this with everyone not just women and men but they pit different groups against each other making one feel one subjugating the other one unfairly and that is creating so much trouble and it is i'm sorry it is deliberate i'm not saying no it is deliberate i'm not saying it's everyone planned. who buys into that is doing it deliberately they're being you know they call it useful idiot you know they just uh, uh, keep parroting that uh, philosophy and it is pervasive it's just for the you know. rest of the year and then i'll take right here real fast for the rest of the year when you run into these troubled people just ask them what happened in your home what did you yeah. do to make this happen? Yeah. What's going on with you? You got to ask them that so mm-hmm. that they can start to think about it. You got to say to the people or the person, well, what did you do? What did your parents do to make you want to go out and burn down somebody's house? Or if they're by single mother, what did your mother do to you that would cause you to want to go out and rape somebody? Ask them that and let them think about it. Because they know it com- it's coming from these single mothers like this, but they too are afraid to say it because you don't want to offend mama, you know, and then you don't want to say mama did it so the world could dislike you. But we, these women are destroying their children. The men are not there. These are coming from single parent homes. Uh, real fast, and then I get to this. I, my question today is what are these people doing to these children to make them do this? Yes, real fast. You know, I wanted to put an exclamation point on what Raymond's point was, which was, you know, society, because of the liberals in charge, we're running away from responsibility and stress. Freedom to the liberal is freedom from from responsibility, not like Raymond mentioned, freedom to be responsible. Theirs is freedom from responsibility, freedom from stress. But it's only freedom for the women, not for the men. Well, Eve, I mean, welfare gives welfare money to everybody, but primarily women with kids. Yeah. Yes. And I want women to be insightful and strong and love their fathers and love their mothers so that when they do get married, they can pass it on to their children. And they won't be having these babies out of wedlock. When they have love, they don't need to have babies out of wedlock. And this whole stuff can start ending. Let me just quickly read something here. And by the way, one of the reasons I ask that you pray for your enemies I had a, a, a guy call me up for counseling, and he was, like, so mad. He was, like, 
burning mad, talking about what his family is doing to him. And he will go on and on and on about his family, right? And so I let him get it off his chest. And then I say, look, uh, why don't you just pray for them instead of complaining like this? He's like, what do you mean pray for them? And then if you heard the story, you will understand why he said that, right? What do you mean pray for? I said, look, don't you realize that they don't know what they're doing? This is your family you're talking about. And if they were able to see, they wouldn't do this to you. Why don't you just pray for them? And he well, all right, I get it. I, I, I can't even imagine myself praying for him, but I give it a try. The very next day, he called me up and said, you know, I prayed for my family, and I feel so peaceful because I prayed for them. And, and the average person don't pray for their enemy. They don't pray for their families. Even if you can't be around them, that's fine, but pray that they see. You know, uh, Rodney been trying to tell me, you know, it's all like you don't like the women. But they all, none of them can see, no matter what they're doing. And you're right about that. They don't see what they're doing. They absolutely, I don't care how terrible they are or how nicely nice or almost nice. Or almost, it's because they're blind and can't see. And the world is keeping them from seeing. They're doing everything it can to prevent these women from having good family, loving men and women in the right way, lives, loving their children. Uh, this is from uh, Proverb, Proverbs 4, 1 through 9. It says, uh, listen, my children, to a father's instruction. Pay attention and learn what understanding is. What I am offering you is sound doctrine. Do not forsake your teaching or my teaching. Don't, do not forsake my teaching. I, too, was once a child with a father. In my mother's eyes, a tender child, unique. This was what he used to teach me. Let your heart, let your heart treasure what I have to say. Keep my principles and you will live. Acquire wisdom. Acquire understanding. Never forget her. Never deviate from my words. Do not desert her. She will keep you safe. Love her. She will watch over you. The first principle of wisdom is a quiet wisdom. A quiet, A-C-U-I-R-E, a quiet wisdom. At the cost of all you have, acquire understanding. Hold her close, and she will make you great. Embrace her, and she will be your pride. She will provide a grateful garland, garland of your heart. No, of your head. Bestow a crown of honor on you. So will you listen to your fathers, accept his wisdom? You're going to find this teacher within you that love you and going to guide you and going to instruct you, going to protect you, going to give you the courage you need to deal with these folks who are trying to shut you down. When, whether it's family members or friends, you got to love wisdom. you got to love your fathers. you got to listen to your fathers. You, just as we as men got to listen to Christ. And if you're not married, you got to listen to Christ. But love your fathers so you can acquire wisdom. And once you have wisdom, nothing else matters. A guy called me on my radio show this week, a well-meaning guy, I think, complaining about he can't get his child because he lived with this woman for three years or so. They had a baby, now the woman's gone, and the woman's trying to prevent him. He was going off, and he like, I just want all men to know that. And then he said, I can't sleep or anything, right? I said, do you want to sleep at night? He said, yeah, I'd like to sleep at night. I said, stop blaming the woman for what you did. It was your fault you had sex with her out of wedlock. It was your fault that you made a baby. It was your fault you lived with her. And it was your fault. And until you stop blaming her, you're never going to be able to sleep. Because Satan keeps that hate, hate, hateful stuff going all the time. And he takes away your rest. But if you can admit you're wrong, then you can have rest. That woman didn't make him do that. But he's going to blame her for everything. And the reason he's having difficulty in the courts, because he did it wrong. Even though we get it now, no matter how we do it. But if he had not done it that way, he would not be having the troubles he's having now. And so let it be a lesson. Don't blame her. Look at himself so he could be free. And that's what I say to all of, all of you. Thank you for tuning in. That was fast.
more information, to purchase a copy of this program, or to make a donation, visit us on the web at bondinfo.org or call 1-800-411-2663. That's 1-800-411-BOND.